This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Christian Circle Podcast and today we have Susanna Spencer who's going to talk to us about homeschooling and especially homeschooling the Christian way. So uh, Susanna, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Hi, thanks for having me today. Um, I am a homeschooling mom of four, and I live in St. Paul, Minnesota with my husband and family, and he's a um, philosophy professor, which kind of says a lot about our family life, because that's the way he um, thinks about the world is from a philosophical perspective. And so we've been homeschooling since my oldest was, I guess we'd say, you know, pre-K, we kind of planned from the beginning, this is what we're going to do. And we, so she's 12 now. And we actually just decided to send her to school next year. So she's going to take, start school in seventh grade, but I'm still going to be homeschooling the younger kids. For those who don't know now, um, what exactly is homeschooling? So homeschooling is when a parent or even a grandparent in some cases, or someone else teaches a child at home Mm -hmm. instead of sending them to school. And then often people will use things like other, like they bring in, teachers or they join into what the people call co-ops where you bring a whole bunch of homeschoolers come together and they organize a class together or you sign up your kid for like a sort of private tutoring thing or you could do some online schooling so it doesn't always look the same it's not always at home lessons with your parents you know every day but so often it's you're going out and taking a class here and taking a class there and you're not just and but your parents kind of have more control over how the schooling looks as opposed to sending them to a public or a private school where they set the curriculum and kind of choose what your kid is going to learn all day and guide your kid's entire school day. So uh, why exactly did you choose uh, to homeschool your kids? My husband, Mark, and I, we chose to homeschool. We were just, both of us, we had a different background in education. So I was, I went to a public grade school and a Catholic high school, and he was in Catholic schools his entire life until he actually got his PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we both kind of just looked at the education we got and thought, you know what, there's some good things these schools did, but we really wanted our kids to have a good Christian set, like foundation. We wanted them to learn things, spend their time every day learning things that would help them be better persons, just really form their minds. And a lot of time in school, especially in the younger grades, we found in our, in our personal experience, there's a lot of wasted time where kids are just going between classrooms or for both of us, we would like finish our schoolwork in the classroom and then just be sitting there like reading a book, waiting for everyone else. Like, and we just wanted our kids to have an experience of school where they really learned what we felt was important, but then also when they finished their school, then they would have that free time to play. So actually our kids, most days they finish their schoolwork before lunch. And then they have from about, well, we take a family prayer time every day after lunch. And then, and then when the weather is nice, we'll go for a walk, but then they have from about two o'clock on to do whatever they want. They have no homework and they can just play the rest of the day. And that's really what we felt like we wanted our kids' childhoods to be like, and not focused on like whatever the school is having them do and then coming home from school and having an hour or more of homework, which we've heard from other families is the experience of their children. 
I read a lot about uh, homeschooling, especially a lot of Christians want to homeschool their kids because it seems like we're moving towards a more Marxist environment where the government wants you to think what they want you to think. And the call to holiness is somehow disappearing from our schools. So why is this a great choice for Christian families? Well, just like what you said, Pamela, it's you really get to focus on Christian values in your home. And we can take every subject and show our children how it relates to God and our faith and how it's all connected together. But then also we can, like my family has the flexibility to have a family prayer time every day together Mm -hmm. and even start our day in prayer and just really focus on like the whole, just teach our children that the whole point of our life on earth is to get ready for heaven. Um, So it's really good in that way. Another way is that we get to have a family closeness which for me, like, even though I went to a public school, my family, we were, we all stayed Christian when we became adults. And I think it was because we had family unity. So I know it's possible when you send your kids to school, but I feel like it's even stronger now that for the last like six years, since my youngest was born, we have had our, you know, all of my children together every day, all day, spending time together, learning together and praying together. And I feel like we've had this unity that, that is really important to us. And then the other option, a part of it too, is that it is a lot more affordable, especially for families where they feel like they want a parent to be at home, which I think a lot of Christian families find that to be something of value. Um, It's more affordable to have your kids be taught at home by a parent instead of like paying a private school to teach your children. Um, So that's been nice, especially in in the young, when our children are younger. So what are the first steps that you take and how do you go about this, especially if uh, a parent does not have any background in education? Um, how do they start this, this process? Yeah, so that, that would be me. I don't have any background in education. <laughs> and my husband, he's a professor, but he teaches college students. So he's not used to, he's talking to people who are adults. So it's different instructing children. And that's... Um, Actually, one of the reasons why we felt like it was the right time to send my oldest to, and we're sending her to a private Catholic school, which has really strong, like Christianity and their faith life is like really important to this school. So we felt like we can, we feel comfortable sending her there. But like, cause I just got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can teach her these subjects anymore. It's either going to be like me struggling through with a teacher's guide or me putting her online. And I thought it's probably better to be in person if we can do that so but for us when we came to teaching homeschooling our kids the first thing we kind of looked at was what approach we want to have to our children's education Mm -hmm. and there's like lots of different approaches to teaching children at home or even in the classroom and so there's and you can buy curriculums for any of these options or you can put your own together and so some people just kind of go with a traditional schooling where they look at what normal classroom settings look like normal subjects and they can, they often buy curriculum for that, or you could go with a classical approach, which is kind of what we tried. We did, we're kind of a combination of the traditional and the classical approach, wherever the classical approach is based in the classics, such as language, literature, the history, we focus on history of ancient Greece and Rome and kind of build on that with the rest of your history. And then focusing on the liberal, liberal arts and grammar and there are some schools that do cover these sorts of things, but most schools aren't going to really delve into like focus on language and history, which is something that we really wanted our kids to have a grounding in. But still, that's kind of taught in a more traditional style. 
And then there's other options like there's some people call it the Charlotte Mason style. And she was an Anglican at the turn of the 20th century. And people have a lot of homeschoolers really like her approach. It's a more like simple approach to school. I don't really understand it entirely because I don't do it. But for the parent, it does kind of require more work. So you can't get as many like box things. Like for me, I liked to buy like subjects that I wasn't strong in, like grammar. I didn't, my public school did not give me good, a good grammar background. So I just would buy a, I buy like this book, this teacher's book that gives me a script of what to say to my children and how to teach them these things. And so I'm kind of learning along with them and it's all basic information, but I'm learning like, oh, so that's, that's how you use an adverb the right way, which I've always used. I mean, I know how to use an adverb. I just didn't know what it was called (laughs) or it's not very, I couldn't like say, oh, there's the adverbs, which is kind of sad that I made it through college and did not, wasn't able to like pinpoint those points of grammar. Um, And so then the other style is people do unit studies, which you focus on like one subject for four or five weeks at a time and then move on to another subject and just kind of really, so you delve into like your science for a while or you delve into your math for a while. And I know a lot of Christian families like to use this because they'll have all of their kids do the same subject at the same time and just kind of teach each child at whatever level they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, so, but before you decide, I want to do one of these styles, I recommend what really helped me was a book by a homeschool curriculum expert. Her name is Kathy Duffy, and she has a PDF book called How to Choose Homeschool Curriculum. Mm-hmm. And it was called, it had a different, I think it was like 102 top picks for homeschool curriculum that, that I, that we had it in print when we started, but she has it all online now. And it just gives you kind of an outline of all of these different approaches to homeschooling. And even like, I think there's a quiz and you like kind of check off, what do I want? Like, what's my approach to my kid's education? And it tells you when you're done with it, like this would fit what you want for your kids, like education. And then you can kind of look at oh, am I more traditional or classical? Or do I want to do Charlotte Mason or a unit study? And then from there, she suggests lots of different curriculum you can look at and pick out what you think would be best for you. That's kind of how you start. And I've always, I, people always tell, told me when I was starting and I still like to tell people like, if you buy something for one year and it just doesn't work, you can stop and you can switch to something else. We've done that a few times where like the reading curriculum I was using I did it for my eldest and it was a real struggle. I just did not like the way it worked. It didn't work with me. She learned to read, but it was still a struggle. We switched to a different one and I've used it with my other three kids and it's been much less painful teaching and learning experience. Um, For me, teaching kids to read is probably one of the hardest things, but I heard this from a lot of parents, just like sitting there waiting for the kid to sound out the word to kind of grasp waiting for that light to turn on. They're like, oh, this is how it works to sound out words. And I just, but now my, you know, three of my kids are reading chapter books. My youngest is six, so he's not there yet. But you know, I might think, hey, if it weren't for me, they would not be sitting here reading this book. So then you feel accomplished. <laughs> so what age did you start uh, all of this homeschooling? Um, I like, so we didn't send our kids to preschool. So my youngest, when she was around three, that's when I just kind of started doing things like shapes and colors and numbers. And, and then like really where I, we sat down and we started like teaching to read in kindergarten. And then when I really felt like I have to do a subject every day was first grade. And I was like, okay, we need to like 
do all the normal subjects. So that's because we had more of a traditional classical approach where it was like, okay, so we're going to have English and religion and history and science and spelling and reading and yeah, just all the like main subjects that you do in school. And then, and then also my husband, he does, um, he does Latin with them. He starts with like Latin prayers and I think even kindergarten, I think my, my kindergarten son knows several Latin prayers now. And and then he does geography and poetry with them. For us, it's been nice to have him kind of cover some of the less core subjects because then I can really focus in on the real core of their education. How do exams happen for the kids, you know? Um, how, how do the kids, uh, let's say they were going all the way up to um, like applying to schools later on, how do they graduate? I mean, can they use this to go to college? Yeah, so I know a lot of homeschoolers who have gone to college. A lot of the smaller Christian schools, they are happy to take to accept homeschoolers and they'll look at like if a parent has just kept track of grades so what you do is you grade your children's work and you kind of create a transcript for them and schools are happy to take that and look at that um I mean it's just kind of like a normal school experience with exams like at the end of like most curriculums they'll have tests that include that you're that you test your children on and I, so for when I'm giving grades, which I've only done for the older grades, I don't really do them when they're younger. I correct things and make them fix them. But in the older grades that I've taught, like children will, they'll take their tests and I base their grades off of that. Um, now there are, if you do high school, you homeschool through high school, there are a lot of online options where there are curriculum where your kid can take classes online or you get this curriculum sent from a this homeschool online and there's a lot of them say they're accredited so they can they they'll might even grade it for you and then they'll give your kid a grade and then oh, some of these online high schools have even transcripts that they give or diplomas so you can do that all the way through I know a lot of people don't always have the like for, for me where I feel like we're really blessed that we live in a place where there's actually several high schools in St. Paul Minnesota area that we feel like comfortable sending our kids to that where they could get a good grounding in their faith and have kind of a classical background to that they're learning. And so for, for me, I looked at those schools. And I thought these people could do it way better than me, but like, depending on where you live, you might not have that option. So these online options, I think there's like a place class. my sister uses it. So she's homeschools also, but she's, I think it's called homeschool connections and they have lots of online courses that you can do even at younger grades that you can use to supplement what you're doing at home. And it's either like live instruction by video, or you can watch the court, like the classes at a later date when they're given. Um, so yeah, and then colleges will accept these, or I mean, you could go the route of taking a test and getting your GED and colleges accept that. Um, also in different states, there's different requirements for homeschooling. Oh, that's another thing I forgot to mention when we talk about one of the first steps to take you need to look at every state has certain requirements that they require of homeschoolers. In Minnesota, our requirement is every year after they're seven, you have to write a letter to this, your school district and say, I am homeschooling this kid. And oh, you have to also give them their, the first time you send the letter, you have to give your vaccine vaccination records. So they kind of want to keep an eye on what your, what our kids are, how vaccinated they are. And then they want you to say, when like you, you have, you're, we're, we're required to have them take a standardized test every year. 
but we don't have to report the scores. <laughs> and everyone, and like when, when we first learned about this, people were like, and don't report the scores. Because if everyone reports the scores, then the states get along and like, would be like, oh, why don't we have everyone do that? And they're just kind of, they don't want the state to kind of be overbearing and say, here's what you have to do. Because in some states, I think you have to report quarterly grades and have like what the curriculum you use approved. And it's just, it's, it gets kind of, like, you know, you're, you're, you're homeschooling your kids so that you can have control over what they're learning. And then all of a sudden there's this outside, you know, force telling you, you have to do it this way. And so, so we're blessed in Minnesota that we don't have to do that. But so, but for, but for me, having my kids take a standardized test every year, it helps me see, okay, this is where my kids education fits in with other people in their grade and say, okay, we are doing well every year. It's been like, okay, we're doing well. Like, <laughs> What we've done is more than enough of what the average kid gets at this grade level. So for me, I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> From your own personal experience now, um, what are the challenges and blessings of actually just in homeschooling? Well, challenges has, I think the biggest challenges for me has been kind of disciplining, like kind of getting ourselves into school mode and mm -hmm. really focusing in every day on doing each of our like doing all of our subjects. I have a planner for each kid that I fill out. So everyone knows what they're doing. And it's really nice because then we can just look at the planner and see. I fill them out two weeks at a time. So we, so we know what we're doing for two weeks. But then like when you have younger kids and older kids, like my son, who's he's in kindergarten this year, all of his, all he's known, like we started homeschooling. My, my oldest was in first grade the year he was born. So all he's known his whole life is mom's doing school with my older sisters all day and I just have to like entertain myself and a lot of it has been him it, trying to entertain himself well before his sister right above him really fully started school they would just play together so like they had all this fun play time but the challenge you know it was hard when I was thinking like my oldest kid I read all these books too when she was this age and for him it's I'm teaching his siblings I can't read to him for like an hour every day like I used to read to her and so that's that's kind of the challenge of all the balance and juggling everyone's subjects and keeping a sort of order. <laughs> um, and then also I found as my kids have gotten older, they don't always want to learn from mom the way they might as a kid. Um, I've heard this from other homeschoolers is kind of when, the, when your kids get closer to high school, they need other adults that are kind of authority figures in their life besides their parents, it's just kind of like a important part of their development. And so that's kind of where we got to the point, that point with my oldest, where I felt like, you know what, this is the right time to let someone else be in charge of instructing her. But, mm -hmm. um, but as for the blessings, like, I think I've said a lot of them, like we've had this family closeness mm -hmm. last year when everyone was shut down with COVID <laughs> and everyone's like, I can't teach my kids at home. I was like, Hey guys, like, it's not that bad <laughs> having your kids around you all day. Like, people all this whole year they're like oh so like how how's school going if we have like a doctor's appointment and and they're like oh we homeschool and they're like oh so your life is pretty much the same and we're like yep it's pretty much the same as it always has been so that, that was nice but the other blessings it's just it's the family closeness it's being able to look really have our schedule as we want it um it's just like routine of our life together I think it's really important for kids to have regularity and routine and and that's just a good basis for, for holiness too. Any last words that you have for somebody who is on the fence or thinking about, you know, homeschooling right now? You know, I think a lot of it with making the decision, I think a lot of it comes 
you need to really pray about it. I think that's my biggest advice is if you're feeling like you need to make a change in what you're doing for schooling, or if you're discerning what's best for my, for our family in terms of school, take it to prayer. I mean, talk to the Lord about it. And, and I think another thing to remember is that what works for one family, like that other family, you know, your friend or your sister and her family, like it's not necessarily what's best for your family. And we need to just not compare and be like, oh, well, they do school that way. This is the curriculum they like. It's, it doesn't matter what they do. Like what matters is what's best for you. And if you start something and you're struggling, like, so that's a good sign to think about, like pray about it, take it to prayer. And for like, there was a time when we first started home, like when we were not first homeschooling, it was like when I had, you know, I, I had four kids, six and under when I started homeschooling and it was and it was a lot of the days were really hard. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, it's just kind of overwhelming. <laughs> and then, and then I realized a lot of it was just, I needed to let go of a lot. I don't know my, what my desire to control mm-hmm. the way certain things were or give up, give up, be, be willing to give up more of my time. I mean, mm-hmm. choosing to homeschool your family is really kind of a, voc- a vocational choice of choosing to give up a lot of your time, all, all of your efforts. Like you, can't go on play dates anymore. <laughs> like, like you might, when you have a lot of younger kids, you're just like, no, like you have to say to your friends, I'm sorry, I can't hang out with you, you know, in the morning anymore. I've got to teach my kids at home. And, and you just kind of, you're, you make all these little sacrifices, but, but it's for the sake of your children. It's for the sake of their education and their growth and holiness. And then for me, I think I forgot to explain this at the beginning. Um, so I also, besides homeschooling my kids, I do writing for a Catholic women's ministry called blessed is she and I blog for some other websites and so I and I, I have degrees in theology and philosophy so for me like I've always wanted to be able to do that and homeschooling my kids has been a way that I can I spend the morning homeschooling and then most afternoons I'm able to let my kids just play and be together and then I spend a couple of hours doing this writing which is really good for me, just like, per, like in kind of a personal fulfillment, but then also extends me outside the home and helps me minister to other people. So I feel like when you homeschool, it does take a lot of time and sacrifice, but because I'm already at home with the kids, I can do other things that I feel called to as well, such as this, this writing that I'm doing. And so actually when you were talking, I, 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 I sense that one thing is that you need to sacrifice a lot and two, you need to spend a lot of time in preparation, right? So yes. what would you say to couples where one spouse is not willing to do uh, homeschooling and the other is very keen on it? You know, how is it that you can convince the other at least to try it out for a year or so? Yeah, that is something. Yeah, I guess for me and my husband, we are kind of always on the same page about this, but actually on the decision to send my oldest to school, it was kind of a reversing where I was feeling like I'm ready for this, but he just didn't see it. And for me, it was just kind of a waiting thing, like a waiting and trusting in God mm-hmm. that this would happen if it was the right thing. Another thing that helped a lot for us is just in terms of like choosing to homeschool, there's homeschool conferences. I think there's, I think there's one coming up online soon. I forgot what it is, but if you just look online or, I mean, and, and then for us that like once in-person things start again, there's in-person homeschool conferences, I think in nearly every major city just going to something like that and hearing talks about it, just hearing people talk about it, just meeting people who are homeschool. Mm-hmm. So like if you wanted to start homeschooling and your spouse wasn't ready for it, they weren't sure about it. Like 
see if you can reach out to someone who does homeschool and talk to them or even I think it's and also just bring it to prayer I think with decisions with your spouse a lot of it has to be praying about it and trusting God that it's entrusting it to God that if this is supposed to be God is willing to change like God changes people's hearts and when you offer these things to God he can help you with that and then just having an open discussion about it and really looking seriously at what your family needs to do for school um, I know some families that yeah, they were not sure what they were going to do. And then they decided to homeschool for a while. And then that didn't work. And they decided to not, they stopped and then they switched back and forth. And it's just, I just think it's, and also maybe just a thing to remember is that you make a decision to homeschool one year and it doesn't mean you're stuck home. Like you're, (laughs) that's a funny way to say, I, I, sometimes I felt like, oh, I'm going to have to homeschool forever. And it felt like it wasn't going to work for me to do that, like all the way through. So I did kind of feel stuck homeschooling sometimes. You don't have to stay in the decision that you've made continuously it's not like deciding this year doesn't set set in stone what we're doing for the next eight years or however many years you have it's kind of a one year at a time you mm-hmm. have to discern every year like is this right are we going to continue doing this and that does get kind of tiring but and then also I just wanted to say if it doesn't feel right that doesn't always mean that you're not doing the right thing sometimes it could just mean that you need to ask God for more grace to do what you're supposed to be doing because a lot of times we're called to do hard things and we want to give up, but we're not supposed to. We need, you know, the, we need the virtue of perseverance and persevere through whatever hard thing we're doing also. So, and I have, I know, I, I feel like I'm sounding maybe like I didn't always enjoy homeschooling and I have enjoyed homeschooling and there are many blessings in it, but it's a lot of work. And that's just why it feels hard. Sometimes. Those are really encouraging words. And I know that on your website and even your blog, you share a lot of details about homeschooling and how the schedules work and, and all these things, right? Yes. Tell people where they can find you online. I think the easiest place would just be to go to my website, is, which is susannaspencer.com. And then from there, there are links to my Instagram, my blog's Facebook page. And that's kind of really where I am. And then also, on there, you can, I have links to other places, other places that I write. Yeah, I'm not a ton on social media these days because it really distracts me from real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to pull back from that right now because I want to be able to focus on lots of other things. That's the best place to find me is my website. And there's even a contact form there. And I think that's how you found me. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> That's how I did find you. And, and I'm so thankful. You know, thank you so much for coming to our podcast and sharing uh, about this subject. Um, uh, we have a lot of young Christian families and a lot of people are, are on the fence about whether or not they should do this. So um, thank you so much, Susanna. And we hope to see you sometime soon in the future. Yeah, I've got lots of things I like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.